<laughs> Go on. All right. So welcome to another episode of the Thick and Thin Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Cardoza, a.k.a. The Slender Tree. Today's episode, The Wife of the Fight. I'm very excited to have a close personal friend of mine in here to give the ins and outs of her life, her experiences. She's a, a wife, a badass mom, a full-time banker, uh, tons of great stuff to talk about. So without further ado, please welcome Cece. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Cece. I know it was a little bit of a drive for you. Yeah, only 45 minutes. And we got the kids here. We got the full house. Yes, <laughs> I had to bring them. Yeah, we got them uh, sedated with pizza and UFC fights. Yes, thank so, you so, for the pizza. So, yeah. <laughs> How did you know that, that kids like pizza? Yeah, yeah. Um, giving all the kids the things we never got. <laughs> but yeah, um, so super excited. Got a lot to talk about. Um, we're going to go over things I wanted to talk to you about, rather, was is being married, obviously. And remind how, me yeah <laughs> just kidding <laughs> and how you sort of deal with the um you know the aspect of the fight stuff and that sort of thing also you know being a mom your job balancing everything the way that you do and you also have some pretty cool stories about my pops yes yes and you knew him before or yeah you knew my dad before we realized that you knew my dad yes yeah. like i already knew you at that point and then i met him and then i didn't put the connection until yeah, until we went to the bank together. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? And he's like, hey, see, see. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we were best friends at that point. And you're like, <laughs> I'm like what the hell am I missing? I'm like, this whole time, the Anthony you've been complaining about is this Anthony. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, so we'll get to that, which is going to be good. Um, so let's just start off with, okay. So I would call CC sort of an alpha female. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I do have a strong personality. Um, well, also too, also too, you have a aspect that's pretty rare. Um, and every once in a while, the stars align where, you know, you and your husband, Josh Aragon, who we're going to get to in a minute, um, are both great friends of all of the friends. And then you guys got together and sort of unified this power couple. And, <laughs> you know, it's pretty cool. Like when you, you say power couple, I, won't, I, I feel when people say that, cause I don't feel like I bring any power. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm not a fighter. I'm just a mom. Right. You know, but so you have, I always... you have this aspect of, of quality where people like when you come, I don't know. There's, there's, there's a few women that do it. You know, you do it. I have a couple other friends, but it's just sort of when you tell the guys like, Hey, calm down or you need to do this. That, we kind of like fall into line <laughs> <I know. laughs> and you're like kind of mother, all of us grown yeah. ass men. <laughs> yeah. true. And uh, we always were like, when like today, even when I come over, Nikki's like, Oh, but let's make sure we vacuum. Cause it's, you know, like we got to make sure <laughs> oh my God, you know, things like... are cool for CC. But, um, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. That smells yeah. really good in here. I'm like, what candle is that? It <laughs> yeah, smells so good in here. We actually use soap today. I'm it's used good. to it being like a frat house, but it's, Right, right. We're falling in line, falling in line. So you just got back from New Orleans. I did, yes. How was that? Monday. How was Amazing. That? Um, I know I called you before the trip because I know you had gone. And um, I was kind of weirded out at first because when I was Googling like things to do, it was like all haunted shit. Like yeah, yeah. voodoo and, you know, so I was kind of freaked out. But I ended up having a really good time. The people were great. The food was amazing. Um, the weather was actually really good, which I was because I can't do cold. Like I'm born and raised in California can't do below 70 you know right so i was worried but no it was really nice um really good trip um it was hard kind of being away from the kids but um i managed right uh what did you guys okay so you went for a bachelorette party right? i did yeah my so, girlfriend's getting married in may okay so um you guys got there uh, was it chaotic was it pretty uh you know what it was actually a good girl trip it's actually hard traveling with a lot of girls yeah. i've done both i've 
go on a lot of trips with like a lot of guys because I have a lot of guy cousins, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and guy friends that I'm really close to. And girls is always the hardest trip, you know. We're very diva like. Everybody <laughs> wants to like be the boss of the trip. Where guys are like, oh, I don't care, take us wherever. But it was actually a good group of girls. We all had a good time. Everybody just kind of went with the flow. So I was very That's surprised that. <laughs> yeah, because I'm pretty. Ch- I mean, I know you say like I'm half a female, but especially around girls, I kind of know how they are. So I always just try to like be the chill one just go with the flow but no everybody was, well, was see, pretty that's, good that's kind of the aspect i was talking about is that um you're not threat you're not uh, you're very you know strong personality but at the same point you're never like who's this bitch or if someone's doing something crazy you're kind of like oh okay like let's, yeah. Let's talk. <laughs> yeah i try not to be so judgmental and just you know right right um oh sorry one second let me fix this a little bit okay yeah, so uh, did you guys go on any tours? What did you guys do out there? Um, so I landed Friday uh, kind of late, like around 2, 3. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody was already there. So we went to dinner. We went to like Bourbon Street, which was kind of crazy. I know you told me you're not going to really care for it. And it was true. I was like, it was too much for me. Yeah. I feel like maybe in my early 20s, I would have loved it. But now, well, I'm still in my 20s. I don't want to say my age. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was a little too much. It was like a lot of frat kids from like Alabama, which yeah. I thought was close, but it's like four hours away. Right. So I guess it's kind of like third Vegas to us. Right. A lot of frat kids. I didn't really like it. That was Friday. Saturday morning, we did like a swamp tour. Didn't see one alligator. No? <laughs> no. Oh. I guess it's off season. So when it's uh. cold, they don't really come out. But it was really beautiful and peaceful being out there. Like. Yeah. I thought swamp, it's going to be ugly and gross. And it was actually really beautiful. So I'm really glad we did, even though we didn't see any alligators. We saw, I called it a black pig, but it may be a hog. Like a boar? Yeah, Wild like a boar, boar uh-huh, yeah. which was really nice. Um, we saw one baby alligator, but um, but it was still, we, we really liked that. And then after that, we went to like this um, restaurant that's known for like their oysters, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you had them when you're out there. They're cooked in like garlic and butter. So good. And they serve it with like a French bread. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It was so good. So we pretty much just ate and went to like this really cool like bar that had like live music and the girl sang Lauren Hill. Mm. She was just amazing. They had like different people come up and sing live and they were just all amazing. So that was like more my vibe. Like, right. you know, mm-hmm. um, but that's pretty much it. Just bar hop drink. Yeah. I, I love New Orleans. I love the architecture. I love the history of the place. Um, the... Yeah, I did nothing that you told me to do. Oh, <laughs> I yeah, felt okay. so it's... bad. I, I was literally there. I, again, I told you I landed Friday and I left Sunday at 6 a.m. Oh, so those okay. are like my trips. Like, you know, when you're a mom, it's like you literally have like a day, two days max. You could be away before the house falls apart. And Josh, my husband, starts calling me, you know. <laughs> I mean, he's a great dad, but just I don't know what it is that I have to be here for the, for them to be like, okay you know oh it's weird God. i remember i remember one time you were out of town and um uh josh i had called josh and you're out of town and he's like in the middle of like some kind of struggle and he's like oh man man you know the baby's got diarrhea yeah, i know because he's the best dad like he does it all like he's a very hands-on dad and w- what i mean is some people some dads that i know and nothing against them but like they don't know how to change pampers they don't do bottles they don't wake up in the middle of the night that was never josh josh Mm -hmm. has always been hands-on like but for some reason when i go away on trips it's like everybody freaks out i'm like (laughs) dude you're the best dad like just do what you do when i'm not here but i don't know what so i always can 
only be gone like max is two days. Right. Like, those are, I've gone to New York. I've gone to Chicago. All these places, and I'm always. People are like, well, "You're only gonna go for that many days?" And it's like, "Well, when you're a mom, you can't leave for long." You know. Well, it's kind of too like the um, the anxiety factor of. Um... It, it, you have to like be gone for a while till you kind of lose the home anxiety. So as a mom, you're not going to stay that long. So you always mm-hmm. kind of have that like high end, high end volume going on. I mean, I can't imagine. I have a dog and I freak out. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know. A lot of people are really close to their dogs. I, I know. I remember one time Josh fought in London, and it was like a sh- like we got noticed like last minute, and I was there for three days. Like who? travels 10 hours and i was literally in london for three days well i've seen you go to vegas for a being coherent for oh my i know (laughs) that by the way i'm so embarrassed so i i was listening to your first episode podcast Uh where you kind of gave me a shout out but i only heard the first clip Uh i don't know what i was doing and i'm like oh thank you you gave me a shout out i didn't fucking listen to the rest (laughs) we were telling that story of how i was drunk i was so i'm like man that's so nice of anthony and then I like re-listened to it again at work, and I'm like, motherfucker! <laughs> I didn't, I didn't hear the end about that um, Vegas trip, which I don't remember. But <laughs> well, I was there for a, how long? Uh, I think probably you were, 24 hours, huh? 24 hours, but you were up for like six or something. <laughs> like you got you flown in, and then we all like ended up having a good time and stuff like that. And then you ended up crashing out super early. And we're like she literally flew to Vegas for a few hours. <laughs> yeah, I think I landed like at three, and I was in bed by like seven or eight. Or right, something. right. Um, but that was, yeah, that's just a testament to your short travel trips. <laughs> yeah. As a mom, it's hard to travel. So. Right, right. So so let's talk about, before we kind of get into it, let's talk about your husband, Josh Aragon, right? Yes. So he's the current Lion Fight champ. Yes. You guys have been married for how long? 10 years. 10 years. And you together, you guys were before that? We've been together since 2006. So, so you've been through the trenches. It's... <laughs> 2006 was not a good year. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so when we talk about Josh, where we're talking about Josh Aragon, her husband, and um, I was just curious f- for you, uh, when your husband leaves, does it upset you at any point, or if, when you leave, does it upset him? Do you guys get that a little bit? You know, the thing about me and Josh, it's like. I think we have such a good relationship because we understand that the other person needs to be away. Like he needs to be away on his trips. I need to be away. We're pretty good at like, like letting the other person go, but we do talk shit when the other person is away. Like Josh will call me and like, why are you so drunk? Like, and then I'll call him like he's in Thailand at the moment. And I call, he calls me drunk, like telling me someone tried to kidnap him or something. (laughs) And I get pissed off. I make up on him, you know? So we do let the other person like do their thing. But yeah, of course we're always like worried and you know, son of a bitch. Yeah. (laughs) But we, we do, we trust each other so much. Like we've never had any issues like with trust as far. So I think that's why we're okay with like letting the other person like do their thing. And, um, it's more harder on the kids now when the other one's away. Like uh, the kids are really missing Josh. Like I'm like, dude, I haven't, I don't want to be me, but I haven't missed him yet. Like no, your he, father ain't shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he left on Monday, and I guess I've been so busy with work, and both of my kids are in activities. Mm-hmm. Uh, JoJo does baseball, and Jaden does wrestling. So I'm literally going from one practice to the other. So it's like, and I'm working nine hours a day, so I don't yeah. have time to miss him yet. But the kids are crying. They're like, when's dad? It's coming home. I'm like, dude, I, I don't even. Like, I don't miss him yet, but, <laughs> which is, sorry, babe, but, I, um, but the kids really do, like, they ask for him. They want to FaceTime him. So they're the ones that miss him when he's gone there. Yeah. It's great that you guys let each other go out because, um, 
Yeah, I, I think know, it's a lot important. of people don't. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And a lot of people always tell me, like, you let him do this. Like, I let him go to, like, strip clubs and stuff with his friends. I've, I've actually dropped him off a few not times. That, not that he actually goes. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, he says, I go, but I don't get lap dance. I'm like, whatever. But, like, I, um, he's all, they have good pretzels there. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, hey, you think you'd drop us off, me and my friends? I'm like, dude, at least don't make me, like, drop you off at the strip club. Like, but no, I, I trust him, like, wholeheartedly. And I think he trusts me, you know. Right. That's good. Uh, yes. As far as, um, let's see. What, I have a whole, I have so much stuff to talk oh about. God. All Can I pass? It's yeah. <laughs> like, what are you going to ask me? About that. So let's talk about um, how you guys met. Let's go, let's go back. Backtrack. Okay, now. back to 2006. We actually met through um, one of my friends that I went to high school with. Mm-hmm. Her best friend was uh, Josh's sister. So one time we were at, like, at a party, and um, I really wasn't attracted to him. Um, I don't know why. I went through like a white boy phase, like <laughs> skaters. like, And Josh was like a total cholo, like dark cholo guy. And I was like, oh, no, like. You know, but um, I remember we hung out like maybe a few weeks after that. And he was like the coolest person. Like I was really like attracted to him. He wasn't like especially back then. We were only 18 at the time. And it was all about like what kind of car you drove, like who was cool, who was not. Mm -hmm. And he didn't give a shit who you were. You could be the dorkiest person. And he treated them so good. Mm -hmm. So that is like I was like, wow, this guy's like a cool guy. Like he doesn't care. This guy's like a dorky loser. Like he's like, hey man, come hang out with us. She's at the party. About me. <laughs> I know. Just lose no, them all, hi guys. I, I honestly don't even remember who the guy was, but I remember the guy being kind of dorky, and I thought like, oh, Josh is gonna like totally diss this guy because he's trying to hang out with us and josh like no encourage him and his other friends were kind of being rude to him and josh like no man like let him hang out with us like Mm -hmm. you know and that right away was like wow i'm attracted to his personality and how cool he was and after that we just immediately like had an attraction and we hung out every day and then we just started dating immediately after that like did you know that he was a fighter or did you like did it get brought up um it did that was kind of like his pickup line to me like oh Oh, fighter oh god it totally was a pickup line and i was like well you know me i'm mexican and i grew up watching boxing i'm Mm -hmm. a sports fanatic like i love everything but especially boxing like i grew up watching boxing so i'm like oh you're a fighter thinking he's a boxer and he's like i'm a muay thai kickboxer i'm like oh whatever that's lame (laughs) (laughs) and i thought it was like lame i was like because i remember seeing um kickboxing on tv and it like i thought it was the weirdest thing that they didn't have shoes on i'm like what the fuck are they doing kicking i thought it was so weird but um when i actually saw it live like I immediately fell in love with the sport. I was like, dude, this is so sick. Like, and with Josh. <laughs> and with Josh. I did. I did. I was like, okay, this is like really cool it's, to me. And, and I don't, it's crazy to say, but I actually like watching Muay Thai fights better than boxing fights now. And I don't know if it's because I've been watching Muay Thai now for so many years, but I, I just fell in love with the sport. Well, you're so exposed to it. I mean, your kids are in it. You train. It's like definitely immersed in your family now. Right? Yeah, so yeah. I have no choice. I'm like biased to Muay Thai. Well, you see how much they go through. Even now, Jaden's fighting and JoJo's yeah. growing up in the gym. And yeah, I hope know, JoJo s- doesn't fight. That's my youngest. I t- forbid him from fighting. <laughs> I already told him like, you're, no. Right on. But so you see, you have like the respect for it, which is awesome. You grew that, and then okay, so yeah, so he did throw that at me. Like oh, I'm a fighter, and at the time. He was like a amateur, fi- amateur, and he had like already had like a belt at sixteen. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I'm he's always he's always and... Muay Thai shorts with hand wraps. He's yeah, like, hey, and I was, yeah, and I was like, oh, whatever. Like I was not, 
I wasn't into that. I was like, whatever. But actually seeing him at his fight, like, I was like, okay, this, yeah. is, this is cool. You go, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. So, so then he, you went to a couple fights of his, and then he had a long period of a layoff, right? Yeah, and, and I could say I, I'm guilty of, um, I'm probably the reason why, you know, and I do feel bad now. I feel like what an idiot I was to like not support his dream, you know, he mm -hmm. it wasn't him that wanted to quit. We had a kid pretty young. Uh, I was 21. He was 22. Mm -hmm. And Muay Thai, I mean, it made nothing back then, yeah. you know, literally nothing. And that was his passion. He was like, I'm going to make it, you know, we're going to make a lot of money once I get to like international level, like just trust me. And I was like, no, you're getting a real job. Like we have a baby now. Oh. You need to get a job. Like, I'm sorry. And I crushed his dreams. <laughs> So, successfully you know, <laughs> and I feel bad now looking back I'm like damn I wish I would have like like you know well you were young and that's sort of an immature mindset I was right? totally I, I, immature I, I, totally immature I mean I remember there was times where he would like have a fight coming up and I would be like what like how long are you going to train like come on I need you home like you can't be at the gym all day because he would literally train like three hours in the morning three hours at night and I would bitch at him if he said like I'm going to be home by eight and let's say you know sometimes you get caught up sparring and it's mm -hmm. like a lot of guys come down and spar and if he was home like 30 minutes after that I would start bugging him and calling him and bitching him out you know so mm -hmm. Looking back, I'm like, damn, I was so selfish. Like, I feel so bad for not, like, supporting your dreams and supporting you when you wanted to do it. So, I, yeah, the reason he had a big layoff, and I, I will take the credit for that, unfortunately. But um, I made him get a real job. I made my dad uh, hire him at his company. So he was doing, like, AC installation. Totally miserable. He hated it. Mm -hmm. Gained a lot of weight. Because <laughs> he's naturally, like, a heavy guy. Like, he has a bad metabolism. Like, I always tell people, like, he breathes and he gains weight. Like, yeah. he literally has, like... Oh, I see him eat it like he was all shredded before his fight is cut, and then he had a cheeseburger, and I literally thought I saw the cheeseburger in his ass. Like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm like, not kidding. Right I feel like there. poor guy, like because I don't have that metabolism, so I feel for him. I'm like, dude, I, I feel so bad for you. Right. So, yeah, he had a layoff for like maybe five years, and then he actually got fired. <laughs> Sorry, babe, that. I don't want to put you on blast, but he got fired. Um, Josh is really the nicest guy. And I'm not just saying that because I'm married to him. I mean, I'm sure you could vouch for this. Josh yeah. is such a cool guy. And even though he's a fire, he doesn't walk around like, I'll oh, beat your ass. Like, he is not like that at all. But he got into it with, like, his manager. The guy was just so disrespectful to Josh. And Josh was taking it, taking it. And he just snapped and was, like, going to beat his ass. Got fired. And my dad worked for the company. So my dad was, like, the top salesman um, for this company. So my dad's like, you're not fired. Like, called HR. was like, Josh, give, give Josh his job back and they gave it to him and he's like I, I can't work with this guy babe like he's my boss I'm gonna end up fighting him like I'm just gonna go back to Muay Thai and at the time crew Walter heard that he got fired and like was so happy he was like finally mm -hmm. like you can come back and train so Josh was like hey like I have an opportunity to go back to train like what do you think and I was older now a little bit wiser and I was like you know what maybe you know God has a plan for him now and maybe it's his time to go back. And so that's when he started uh, training again and working at uh, Seyatong and teaching classes. And he's actually been very successful since then. So right. I'm like, but I will say that uh, when, when I started, well, let me uh, give Josh a little credit right here too. Cause Josh just is a, a little, yeah, not too well, much. <laughs> yeah. well I, I took a class when I was 18 years old uh, or 17. Yeah. Cause I was thinking about the other day. Sorry not to take no, over no, no, your podcast, oh. but um, how did you guys meet? Yeah. So, so I was looking up, I had watched Jean-Claude Van Damme movies growing up yeah. and I always wanted to do martial arts and you know, my dad, 
fucking this guy's like, oh, you know, I was like, I want member money for a gym membership. And he's like, no, 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 we're not going to pay $150. Like, go tell him you're an orphan and you can only <laughs> afford this much. And I was like, damn, I'm not going to go in there and tell these fucking people. I was afraid he said that because I thought he would say, go outside, start kicking the tree outside. You don't need to go to no. <laughs> no, he was like, oh, let's go. You know, and then he had all these scams to try to get me to make money. So we would go to like 99 cent store and buy three Snickers for a dollar. And he'd be like, good, now go sell them for a dollar or $2. And I'm like, he's like, that's how you get your gym membership. <laughs> So I finally got my own job at like, um, this was when I was a kid. So when I was like 16, I got my own job. I started working and I took a trial class at Sikitong. Okay. And when I took the trial class, you know, I was, we were working out. I didn't really know, meet anybody or anything like that. And then after the class, they had said, Hey guys, get tickets to Josh's fight coming up. And I remember seeing Josh there and, uh, you know, he was super nice to me. It was real brief interaction, but, um, apparently I left an impression because (laughs) when I was in the military, I had gotten out, and everyone's like, oh, cece has got this new boyfriend. He's a fighter. He's oh, a that's fighter. why. Okay, I was yeah. going to say, you were gone for a little bit. I think yeah. when we first started dating. Yeah, so okay. I wasn't here for a couple of years. And when I came back, you know, I was like, oh. And then uh, he got out of the car, and I was like, oh, shit, I know this guy. And not to make it sound like it was like some romance. <laughs> oh, Josh. <laughs> but Is that got, you? He got out, and I looked at him, and I was like, oh, fuck, I know you. And he's like, yeah, I know you. And then he like, so I guess he remembered me. Um, so he's like, why don't you From come times to-? that we had yeah. hung, all hung out. So, um, so... Oh, no, so we we didn't... Oh, you didn't meet him through me at all? No, not I at hadn't, all. You just heard that I was dating a fighter, yeah, but you, you hadn't... Okay. Yeah, so when I met him, I was like, oh. You went to the gym on your own. Yeah. Just, oh, wow. So okay, that, I never that. Knew was that. like three years prior to that. So I wanted like, to take the credit for introducing oh, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, maybe I Well, did. you know, he was super cool with me because he's like, oh, shit, now, you know, because he knew that we were close and stuff like that. So he's like, come to the gym with me. So I went to the yeah. gym with him. And, uh, you know, he was kind of showing me around. That's how I got so submerged in it. Because Josh at the time was like top yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same point, he would take things super um, – it was a different time. But, you know, he'd be out of smoker, not doing anything. But, hey, fight this guy. And he's like, okay. He'd go in the ring and beat the shit out of the guy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so he didn't really have that respect for the training and dieting and, you know, being strict and stuff like that. One yeah, time, you're right. Actually, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So, so he's come that, a long way. Yeah. So maybe that break was sort of his thing of, wow, I really love this. Because I remember before – uh, he had stopped fighting. He showed up at a fight. He was like over 200 pounds. Oh, yeah. And the only he guy... He fought heavyweight. Yeah, and they, yeah. There was this guy there who looked like Debo from Friday. He was fucking huge. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I think big. he was over six feet tall because Josh is 5'9". Yeah, five, nine, yeah so he was huge. He and, would fight guys six two, yeah, six three. and then they're like, okay, like, we need a fighter. Josh fight. And Josh hadn't trained in, like, probably a year or mm-hmm. something like that. Josh did it. Uh, he ended up losing a very close split decision. But it was just like, that's how he treated fights. It wasn't a big mm-hmm. deal to him. And then when he came back, um, there's actually a video on YouTube. It's Ask a Fighter, Josh uh, Gato Aragon. Oh, yeah. And they show really Jaden like... as a baby. And they show Josh coming back. And, uh, of course, uh, I make a couple you know, drop-ins. I'm like, what up? You know, I kind of train Josh now. <laughs> I and know. I'm his coach. So it's, it's cool to see his kind of comeback. And after that, he's been super strict. He's one of the hardest workers in the gym. Yeah, I no, never, he never, really from is. anyone I've really seen, you know? Yeah, you're right. Because when we were first dating, especially the first fight, um, I mean, this is the only fight I really remember, but it was the first fight and um, we were partying, like 18 back then, partying every weekend. And then he, it was like Sunday, like the week before his fight. He's like, all right, I'm going to start training for a fight on Monday. And his fight was that Saturday. Right. So I was like, okay. And so like literally trained for like four days, then weighed in and freaking won. But like he would not train. He wouldn't. And I would have never encouraged him either. That's why I always feel so guilty. I'm like, oh, it's the worst But it's that, yeah, then. you go through that like that. Because everyone has that kind of crazy time. I guess that was your guys' kind of yeah, crazy time, Yeah, right? we were 18. He was 19. Or no, he was 20. And you guys were on your own too. Um yeah, we were, uh, I always tell him this too. I look back, we were so poor. Um, I was 21, he was 22. We had our own apartment in Arcadia. Um, 
and Josh was the only one working at the time. We had one cell phone and we'd fight like, I want the cell phone today. He's like, no, I need it. You know, but Mm -hmm. we literally had one cell phone, uh, one car. Um, So sometimes I'd be in my apartment with like no phone, no car, like, you know, and I didn't realize how poor we were. Like looking back, I'm like, damn, Josh, like we literally thought and we thought we were doing good because we're like, we're 21. We're on our own. Like none of our friends, obviously Mm -hmm. they're still at home going to college doing it the right way you know but we were parents you know we were working or he was working at the time i was still home with jojo at that time but looking back i'm like how the hell did we survive yeah, like because i remember i worked at uh bj's so yeah yeah, I, yeah okay. I was the worst employee ever <laughs> so I, what i would do is i'd go to the back like i'm gonna do something back here and i would just ditch and then i'd go kind to our house, house. yeah because yeah, we weren't super... far from bj's yeah uh, that was the first time i babysitted a baby because <laughs> you went to do something and josh was like hey man and Jaden was uh probably like i think like, under a year for yeah, sure he was under a year and uh Josh is like, hey, I gotta go get something. Watch the kid. He just took off. And I'm like sitting there and then James on like a little blanket and he looks up at me. I look at him and I was like, hey man, just don't cry. Oh my God. And Jada was a tough baby. So if you babysat him, that's good because he was a tough kid to watch. Yeah, like, I was just like, okay, I can do this. And then, but it was crazy because, yeah, and I've seen you guys go from that to where you guys are yeah, now, I where know. you guys have a home. Yeah, you're very successful. You're, you're very successful as well as Josh. And, yeah. you know, you guys got Thank the two you. kids now. Yeah, no, it's great to, to see sort of... Like where we came from, right? Cause yeah. I, and I didn't know we were poor. That's the weird part. Is well, I didn't we really... were so good that you... <laughs> yeah, I was like, looking back, I'm like, dude, I was like doing like... But we, we didn't know any better. We were kids. We were happy. You know, mm-hmm. we had no clue. Right. And then, um, so now, you know, you've got... Josh um, is like the main guy in the gym. He's sort of a, you know, the the guy that everyone's looking up to, you got both of your kids in the gym. Um, and now when he yeah. fights, it's very different, right? Oh yeah. It's totally different. So now. you're dieting with him. Dieting with them. Um, no alcohol, you know, no partying. I mean, I'll sneak out every now and then sometimes during his camp, if it's something like, you know how close I am to my family. I'm mm-hmm. really, really close to my family. So if it's like my cousin's birthday, I'm like, Hey babe, I got to go to this event. He's like, like totally supportive. But he really, I really have to like, be there by his side doing whatever he's doing so no drinking no i think that's something that a lot of partners um fail to understand or fail to acknowledge how difficult it is when you're you know going through a fight and you want to party you want to eat bad and your partner's like nah fuck that yeah well that's you that well i used to be that that was me i would be like you're the one fighting not me like you're the one that signed up for this why do i have to do it you know Mm -hmm. until one day um because josh is really a nice and i keep saying this but he really is a really really nice guy like he's chill but whenever he's fighting, he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> and so I would fight back with him. Like, mm-hmm. you're t- like you're not going to talk shit to me. I'm going to say something back to you. And one day, his coach's wife, uh, June, she, like, pulled me to the side. She's like, Cece, like, why do you keep fighting with him? Like, you know that he's – is he normally like this? I'm like, no, he's never like this. She's like, exactly. Like, he's training. He's not eating, you know. He's mm. working out six hours a day, like, getting his ass beat, sparring, like – can you have a little compassion for him? And like, when she told me that I like was like, damn, like mm-hmm. she's right. Like, why am I fighting with him and bitching at him? So she really helped. And you know, she did, she's been married to crew for a long time too. So, and she's been through it. So I was able to relate to her because she's a wife of a fighter. So like, I was like, you know what? She's right. And so since then, I'm not going to say like, I'm perfect. I don't fight with him. Yeah. Sometimes he, I can't take it. And I will bitch at him, you know, during fight camp. But 
I'm more mindful of it. I, well, I really try my best right. to give him his space and make sure that I'm, uh, you know, I, I try to feel what he's going through. And you have that sort of shift of power because I see it. Like when, you know, he's in a bad mood. I know when he's in a bad mood. Yeah, everybody knows because yeah, he's always so happy. Yeah, so, you know, we see it like, okay, and you just kind of go away. And then af right. afterwards, you're kind of like, after the fight, then you could be like, hey, you're a dick. Or you could be an asshole and he'll be like, okay, it's fine. You know, oh, so, yeah. So there's like a power balance that you kind of have to well, do. Well, I'm with. normally the asshole. That's why I'm like, okay, I could give him six weeks, you know? I'm like, God. <laughs> I can give him that like usually I'm the one that's always bitching so yeah I try to like be more compassionate and as we got older that's why I hate it I'm like damn I wish I would like how I am now with supporting him I wish I could have been that that way when I was 18 you know well, it's just shit you learn, I'm like right? damn you would have been like you know I feel like I, I I robbed five years of him you know well even like from okay I'm you know 32 now going through like even me at 30 was a complete nightmare yeah that's what I, you yeah and I'll, I'll say this about you guys too is when I was at the height of my using and I was like heavy on drugs and I was heavy on drinking and everyone thought I was going to die. <laughs> CC and Josh would yeah, be like, a scary time. yeah, you guys would be like, Hey, come stay with me. And I would go to your house. I'd be a madman there, but you're like, it's better that he's here than out doing whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it, it gave me a sense of like, okay, these people care about me. Like try to get your shit together. And I got, I remember one time we were there for a couple of days. I stayed at your guys' house for a couple of days and I was like, okay, I need to uh, like leave them alone, get your space, and you need to get your shit together. And I remember going home thinking that like it didn't always work, you know. But those are little yeah. things that nudge me in the right direction. Right, because I think you saw us like family, like you know what I mean. And so you were like, okay, like they look happy. Because sometimes it's hard, like when you're partying. Like I can even say, like you know, drinking, partying. Like you think like that's the only fun in life, right? Like right. you can't do anything um, fun without alcohol or mm -hmm. like smoking or doing some kind of drugs. And then you see family, like hey, they're having a pretty good time, you yeah, know, sober. Yeah because mm -hmm. we do we have, there's times where we're at the house just like you've seen us watching tv barbecuing like mm -hmm. no alcohol with the kids like and you can have fun but it, it is hard to like kind of like cause get out of that, get out of that yeah. you know mm -hmm. i mean it's fun too because it's like so know, fun yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh but you know like with josh too um he had trained me for fights and watched me be sober a lot so for me being sober around josh wasn't weird like when i would go out um, you know, like with you guys or something like that, I'm like, oh, I have to be the center of attention. I have to be a loud idiot. I have to uh, hit on your friends and make an ass out of myself <laughs> for the sake of pe making people feel better. Right. But it's just sort of like I knew that you guys had seen me sober because growing up with you and yeah. training with him, it's like I didn't feel like I had to be anybody. Right. You know, so once I got a little bit better, I took you guys to uh, – Halloween Horror Nights, remember that? Yeah, it was so fun. Yeah, I know, he didn't take us last year. I was like, hey, is Anthony <laughs> taking He's like, babe, he's not taking us every year in front of the line pass to Horror Nights. It's expensive. I'm like, oh, man. That was so funny because we wait, remember? And then, uh, it, it's scary. Like, universal. Yeah, I, I don't like to be scared, but I actually had a good time there. But yeah, yeah it's so funny because uh, you were like scared. So you like kind of, uh, Josh is holding you and he's like, don't worry, don't worry, babe, don't be scared. And then he's holding me and I was like, Josh. And then he pushes me through this room that we're not supposed to go into. And I was like, hey, because I, I honestly i'm a big chicken like I, I don't get how people like to be scared like i don't get it like mm -hmm. why would i want to go to a movie theater and watch a scary ass movie be scared <laughs> the whole time like suspense like i don't like that feeling right. you know so horror nights i was like i don't want to go i'm gonna have the worst time but i actually yeah. had a really good time so thank you and what, what you know what's interesting about that too is when josh fights I, I think you're better at it now but i had been to events where josh is fighting you know he's winning and I look over at you and your head is in your lap and you're not watching the fight. <laughs> yeah, honestly, um, I've gone, I've been with Josh, I mean, at least 10 years of him fighting. And I've only like watched live, like maybe three fights. Mm -hmm. Like, because like you said, I close my eyes. 
Um, I used to go to the bathroom a lot, like right when I wanted to see him come out on the stage. And then as soon as he went, I'd be like, oh, I got to run to the bathroom. But I'd stay there, you know, and people would be texting like, hey, where are you? Like, Josh is fighting. You're missing it. And they would think I was like missing it by accident. But no, I purposely would go to the bathroom because with fighting, it's not like basketball, football. Like you go out there, win or lose, whatever. Like you can really get knocked out. And I've been to so many fights. I've seen some of our friends get knocked out mm-hmm. and it, it's, I, I hate it. Mm-hmm. So I don't care if he loses. That's not what affects me. It's like, I don't want to see him get knocked out. Like, yeah, cause there's a lot of physical pain. That right. Can come before a knockout. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I, I couldn't, I mean, he has gone knocked out once and, um, I was there for that fight and surprisingly, like I, I was okay. And that's one of the fights I watched. I was like, shit, I jinxed it. Like, you know, I think that was the first fight. I actually didn't close my eyes, didn't go to the bathroom. He fucking got knocked out. I'm like, damn it, I'm bad luck. Um, but no, I think because he got like, it was, um, you know, like a quick knockdown. Like he got knocked out, yeah. knocked out and he popped right up. So I was like, all right. It was like, it's like the knockouts where they're just like out cold, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I wasn't like so freaked out. But no, I, I hate, hate watching him fight. I get really bad anxiety. That's what puts me in a bad mood, too. And I think that's why sometimes I, like, it's it's just difficult to watch someone that you love get in a ring and watch someone hit them. Like, right. It, and even even you watching, uh, like, friends of, of Josh's oh yeah, that all, fight. It's, yeah. yeah, it's like you, you learn to care about them. You see what they go through. And they go on there, and sometimes they get laid on their fucking ass. And you're just like, shit. Like, you know there's nothing you could say to them. Like, hey, better duck than time. Yeah. <laughs> like, they just, like, yeah. rock, you know? I hate it. Yeah. Even when Josh wins some fights and he, like, kicks the other guys, I'm like, dude, why did you have to go so hard like that, you know? Because <laughs> I feel bad for the other guy. Because, again, like you said, I know the work that goes into fighting. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I know what it takes, and I know how hard and – so I get pissed at him. He's like, well, what do you want me to do, babe? Like, I'm, I'm in a fight. I can't go easy on him. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's um, yeah, it's like, it's cool. That's why I like Muay Thai a lot, too, is there's a lot of respect. Oh, and when, so much respect. Yeah, I love that. For the most part. You know, there's always the assholes. And then sometimes you get, like, blood crazed. But for the most part, it's like two athletes going there to do what they do. Everyone's respectful of it. They they give it all they got. And winner's the winner, loser's the loser. And that's, oh, yeah, yeah, there's no reason to hold your head, you know, either way. Like, if you lose, it is what it is, man. You fought hard, that kind of thing. And you know, that's why I think I'm drawn to it. Yeah. And Josh is like that. He parties with the guys after they, he yeah. fights them. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, man, you want to go to the bar, get a beer? And sometimes some of the guys are kind of weirded out about how friendly he is with them, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, but he genuinely, like, cares for the other fighter. He's like, hey, we, it was like a job. We went in there, we fought, but now we're cool, you know? So mm-hmm. he's actually become good friends with a lot of guys he's actually fought, like, yeah. friends with them. And um, so, yeah, that's one of the best things about Muay Thai is the respect and the tradition and the community you kind of build. Around yeah. I love too. it. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to say anything about my boxing, you know, cause I grew up on boxing, but that's like, I'm all about Muay Thai now. Well, it's so weird. Cause I came from a Muay Thai background, you know, and then I would go to uh, boxing events and, uh, I would see the guy before I fight and I go up to him like, Hey, how's it, you know, and he would be like dogging his shit. I mean, like, okay, that's fine. And then after we fought, I walk up to him and I'm like, Hey, and they're still up? dogging you. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, okay. And I'm like, hey, we already fought. <laughs> yeah. Like we're cool now, you know? Yeah. I mean, I like boxing. I think boxing's gotten better now because mm-hmm. for a while it was like it so down, boring, but right now it's a good period again that I'm watching, you mm-hmm. know, Canelo, Fury's um, a lot of the heavyweight, the heavyweight division's yeah. really good right now. Mm-hmm. So now I'm watching it again, but I went through a period where I was like all about Muay Thai, but now I could see I'm I'm back into boxing. Yeah, and it's so hard too because there's like UFC every weekend. There's Muay Thai's on Fridays. Yeah, there's okay. I went to a Muay Thai fight yesterday. Today's UFC. You know, t- uh, then next week's gonna be a boxing. It's like there's so much fighting yeah. that it's like sometimes it's a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> UFC. It took me a while to like really like that sport. Mm-hmm. It was just like I I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I-, I was like, okay, what's the technique in it? You know, in a mm-hmm. while until. 
Josh started teaching me about like jujitsu and like the takedowns and all that. And now my son uh, Jaden's doing wrestling. So now I'm like, okay, now I get it. But oh, now me, you can see the yeah. Now I'm like, this shit's boring. Like, or it's just too wild. Like I didn't think there was really a lot of technique behind it. Mm-hmm. Just get in there. But now I'm learning. Now I could appreciate it. Yeah, that's the thing. It's kind of. Uh... Yeah, most people don't want to educate themselves on something like, ah, oh, fuck it. But yeah, or we think we know what we're talking about. I'm like, what is he doing? He needs to be doing this. And yeah. everyone's looking at me like, because I am that girl that screams and acts like she knows what she's talking about. I have no clue. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So, and then Jaden's, uh, he's got a fight coming up on that first ever uh, All Kids card for <sighs> yes, WCK. Yes, right? and he swears that he's the one that, like, um, got that started because (laughs) my oldest son Jaden he's actually going to be 12 next week I can't even believe he's that old yeah um so he's going to be 12 and he went up to like a guy we were at some smoker fights in um OC and he went up to like the promoter found the promoter I don't even know how he knew who that was and he's like hey like what's up how come you don't have any kid fighters on here you know i'm the next up-and-coming thing and the guy <laughs> liked Jaden so much because i saw him i'm like who's Jaden talking to that old guy like who is that and josh's like i have no clue that is so he comes back and he's like hey mom that was promoter i told him hey you threw a good show like what's up where's the next where's the next kid fight like i'm the next best thing and the guy likes Jaden so much he's like find a match i'll put you on my next card we're like so Jaden's very confident very like he's like well, he's got – like Josh, when he meets somebody, he'll look at you in the eye and shake your hand. I remember Jaden when he was like five. I know. And Josh went up to him and shook someone's hand, and then Jaden goes up to him after like, hey, how's it going? Jaden. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he's very confident. I mean, I know Josh is very confident, but Jaden is like times ten. Like yeah. this kid doesn't care what anyone thinks about him, not embarrassed, not shy, has no shame, which I don't know if that's good or bad. But he – yeah, so he's fighting uh, March – the third weekend i'm not sure what weekend that is and i'm so bad i should know what weekend he's fighting but sometime in march all kid fighters um so yeah he's excited right now That's he's at actually the, doing Bur- the marriott in burbank right right yeah, yeah i think it's early too mm-hmm. um because he's like mom are you gonna make shirts for me and i go no like that's one thing I want to get in his head. Like, yeah, your dad's a pro fighter, your dad's a champ, but you're nothing. You're nobody, you know? <laughs> not to be mean, but I don't want him. him. Right, yeah, I got to humble him. Like, I'm not making shirts. Like, sorry, but you got to earn that. Like, you... I was I was laughing so hard because uh, uh, I forget what happened. Oh, Josh was doing a private, and I was supposed to work with him after his private. So I'm sitting there, and me and Jaden are kind of talking, and we're in the ring. And then, um, you know, he's, like, asking me questions about, like, my personal life. And I'm telling him, like, yeah, you know, so when you're young. Nosy. I'm telling you guys, no shame. I was like, when you're young, you know, it's, like, you, the worst worst case scenario is maybe, you know, this happened in school or something like that. And it's not that bad. I was like, when you get older, I was like, obviously what you feel is what you feel. So, you know, it's stressful and stuff like that. I was like, but when you get older, it's like, I can't pay my mortgage. My life left me. There's, like, probably, he's like, yeah, I know what you mean, man. He's like... Like, I was cutting weight, and my mom just was getting all crazy with me, and I was just like, man, I got a fight coming. And I was... <laughs> oh, he's, he seriously takes it like that. Like, he <laughs> acts like he's a pro fighter. Like, hey, mom, like, you order my meal prep? I was like, I'm not ordering meal preps. I'll cook you some chicken and some vegetables. Because, uh, you know, Josh gets sponsored um, meal preps, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, B Nutrition is, like, one of his sponsors. Shout out. Yeah. And um, he his uh, good friend Charles, who works for UFC, he also works with, like, a um, – like a meal prep so he'll also send him some meals so josh is very blessed that he gets all these meals sponsored so Jaden's thinking i'm gonna go out there and like pay all this money i'm like no son sorry you're amateur like i'll make you some chicken and that's what you're gonna eat but he thinks like he's this pro fighter and you know we gotta do all i'm like no like you're amateur you need to mm-hmm. work your way up and you know i don't yeah. play that sorry yeah. <laughs> no it's great <laughs> got a little army of uh fighters and you know it's all supported by uh by you um, having their backs and being the mom and stuff like that. And, you know, yeah, even though I did not want Jaden to fight, I didn't. 
Yeah. And I still don't. I, I'm, I could say I, he's doing wrestling also right now. Mm-hmm. So right now it's wrestling season and he, we did it for the first time last year and I fell in love with that sport too. Um, love wrestling and I feel like wrestling's a better opportunity for him right now. I'm sorry to everyone that loves him doing Muay Thai because a lot of people get mad at me for saying this, but I feel like he can get a college scholarship through wrestling, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And like Muay Thai, he's not going to be able to get any, you know, scholarship or, you know, so mm-hmm. that's my focus right now is like getting him to college and I'm like, get a wrestling scholarship, you know, go to college and then like I'll support you 100% and if you want to do Muay Thai when you're in college, like I got your back, I'll support you, you know, you don't have to work if you want to train full time, just go to school but he doesn't want to. Like, he mm-hmm. doesn't really want to do wrestling anymore. He wants to just do Muay Thai. Because he grew up in it. He's been doing it since he's a baby. So, right, right now we're kind of, like, struggling with that. You know, mm-hmm. do I just let him quit wrestling and have him do Muay Thai full-time? Um, that's the dilemma we're in right now. Right. <laughs> so, I don't well, know. Well, hopefully it gets worked out. Have you... Okay, so he also, you know, plays uh, football. Yeah. So, have you noticed the difference in, like, the parents with, like, the wrestling or football? Or is it kind of... Oh, no. Wrestling parents are 100% crazier. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's because it's, like, one-on-one, right? Like, mm-hmm. so, rest, so football, it's a team effort, right? It's the whole team out there. All the... You know, you have your quarterback, your running back. Everyone's out there. But wrestling, it's, like, one-on-one. It's, like, your son against my son, you know? So... <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you're literally standing next to the other parent, right. you know? And I'm, like... I'm learning wrestling. We're barely on our second year, so I don't know all the techniques. So before, I just like smash his fucking head in, you know. And <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I know, because <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. Like football, I could be like, okay, I know what to cheer for, or, or basketball, you know. But Muay Thai too. But it's like wrestling. I don't never. So yeah, it's it's a little bit more intense because it's 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 like fights, you know, you against that other person. So um, yeah, wrestling parents are. are crazier definitely than have you football. had any situations where you could recall that were heated in either football or wrestling like dealing um, with other parents because that's like always a, a thing with me too it's like i'm never worried about having kids because or like it's to me it's like you should be scared to have kids okay because well, yeah, you're crazy yeah. <laughs> well it's like the other parent where i'm like dude your kid's an asshole like take care of that <laughs> yeah it's so funny because the kids that are assholes most <laughs> likely the parents are assholes yeah. you know mm-hmm. you could see it right away um we haven't had any, like, fights or anything like that. Me and Josh are pretty good. We've we had one, but with Jojo, my youngest son, and in oh, baseball, really? surprisingly, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, Jojo was in the World Series tournament, and um, Josh, we got into it with some parents. Not me. Josh kind of did. Uh, they lost and being really bitter as they walk off the fields, like saying a lot of disrespectful stuff. And again, Josh is like the nicest guy. He won't snap. But I think they said something to like one of the moms, the, like a guy. So we kind of like Josh kind of like told him something and then, but no, so wrestling, no. Um, and to, to make clear, how old is Jojo? He's five. So this fucking asshole. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't even bro. think about it. You're right. Cause Joe was actually four at the time. Yeah. So Joe won the world series, his first year into in baseball, four years old, mm-hmm. very competitive. Like mm-hmm. you think of baseball, you're hitting off the tee. No, they're hitting off pitching machines mm-hmm. there. It's so, it was so hardcore. When I signed Joe up, I'm thinking, Oh, it's be cute and fun like a t-ball no i didn't realize that this park in particular that he plays at is so competitive which mm-hmm. i like because i'm very competitive and i, I don't it's sad. i don't tell him go out there and just have you know have a good time it's like no you're gonna fucking win go out <laughs> there play your best you know we're so competitive and both of my kids are like that too now mm-hmm. like you know like i'll call jojo on a random day like while i'm at work i'm like go outside and hit the ball because we have like a pitch machine in the backyard i'm like hit the ball 20 times outside right now mm-hmm. 
And he was like, mom, it's cold. I'm like, well, put a jacket on and get out there. And they're like, God, mom, or I'll go outside too. And I'm like, Josh, because Jojo's five and he's having a hard time catching the ball. So here I go. I get the glove on and I'm outside. I'm like, throw the ball at me hard, Josh. He needs to see. Come on. Look it. If I can catch it, I'm a girl. Like, look at this. And um, they look at me like, dude, mom, you're fucking nuts. Like, you know, and I'm like, and Josh too. He's like, all right, babe, I'll throw it at you hard. But like, make sure you catch it. My mom wants you to get that scholarship and buy her test. Yeah, I'm so like competitive. I know sometimes I need to tell myself like they're just kids, you know, but it, it's hard because I don't, I get bored. Like just going and just saying, oh. Well, also, you don't want to see your kid get smashed. Like, if it's wrestling or football, you don't want them to be the losers. Like, True. for the, it, you know, it's such bullshit, too. Like, the participation trophies. Like, that, that's what I mean. Because people yeah. are probably thinking I'm crazy. But that, it's like where you go and it's like, okay, both teams won. It's like, yeah. No. Like, yeah. work. Like, I want to know who. Not only that, I think it's very important for my kid to lose because I want them to learn how to be like a good sport. Right. And, um, it's sort of one of those things too. It's like um, if you if they put in the hard work, they're gonna succeed. Right. Right. And if right. they don't, then it's like really kind of just a like yeah, you got you got what came out of it. You didn't you didn't try hard. You didn't play hard. So obviously you're not gonna win. Right. Like, right. That's right. Something right. You have to learn too. Right. Yeah. Jojo lost a tournament before he lost to this team, and he was crying. He was a bad sport. He's like the refs cheated because sometimes you'll hear our parents like or you'll hear parents saying like if we lose. It's not our kid's fault. It was like the ump cheated or right. this cheated. And I don't like that. It's like, we lost, we lost. Let's take it, you know? Mm-hmm. So Jojo was the whole way home. Like, we lost because they cheated. I'm like, no, you lost because the other team was better. You have to take it. Right. And that next turn, next weekend is the World Series tournament. That same team, we meet them in the championship. At this point, they were like 8-0 going into the World Series championship game. Mm-hmm. We had a few losses and we we beat them, you know, but mm-hmm. Jojo was very intimidated. And I go, you see, like, just because you lost them before, you put in the hard work this time, and look at you guys won, and they end up winning the whole thing, like the World Series. So, um, but no, I think it's important for them to lose too because it teaches yeah, them. It's so fucking crazy, right? Like, I okay, so you're a pretty, yeah, to see like sort of the next, um, well, I, I just actually want to ask this for my own personal knowledge, but with the whole um, woke movement kind of thing. Or do you see a lot of difference in like the kids? Because how we grew up was obviously ghetto. If you're doing something, um, no one asks us what we want to go by a pronoun or if you know if oh, we were God, hurt or anything that. like that. I know. It I... was like a lot. You know what I mean? So I'm saying now with the new generation, do you see like a difference or? Um, I haven't seen it so much yet, and I know it's because they're young still. Mm-hmm. So maybe like you know, but yeah, I, I don't get it. I mean. <clears throat> It's, it's a lot. I mean, either you're gay, straight, or trans. Like, that's easy for me to understand, you know? Right. But now all this other stuff, it's like... Because we have a lot of gay friends, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. Josh has a lot of gay friends that he's cool with that we... But, yeah, I don't get the whole... I, like, just, I just wonder, because, like, um, you know, just, like, in... Uh, I started going to a school, and then the way that they... Um, they jump on people for certain things. Like, if I sit... Like, uh, the, the reason I was telling Daniel that story about um, you in Vegas was because... Yeah, why did you bring that up again? Well, okay, Let's, hear yeah. <laughs> Let's hear it. Cause... So one what, what of the things was um, I had told them, because I, I had this whole bit I wanted to do for like some stand-up. Okay. And a, a bit was called like Watch My Wife, because it just so happens that when someone's like, oh, Watch My Wife, like funny things happen. Like one time you were dancing on the dance floor, just like, hey, like, you know, but it's, it's more of just like watch them, make sure they're okay. 
Right. And like, no it, guys come and hit on her. Yeah. And, you know, or she's, also if she wants she's been drinking, yeah, you know. Yeah, make sure she doesn't fall or anything like that. Right, right. right. We, we do that with all of the guy friends. We do it with everybody. Hey, watch him. Like, make sure he's cool. Well, yeah, I do that amongst my girlfriends. Like, yeah. hey, watch her. She's, like, a little bit yeah, tipsy. Like, keep like, an eye on her and make sure she doesn't take off with anybody. Yeah, it's just yeah. more of, like, hey, alert. But the second I said it, I just got, like... I couldn't believe how upset everyone got at me. It was just the fact that I said, like, what, like, what is she, five? Then I was like, calm the fuck down. Like, first of all, you don't know her because if you try to, like, she'll rip your face off. But anyway, you yeah, know, you're like... Was, I, yeah, I just was so... But I hadn't been in school in, like, 10 years. So that's... I just noticed sort of... Um, like a different time, right? Yeah, that we're in. and I was just wondering with sports and stuff because I know your dad gets super passionate about football. Oh, my God. he's almo- He actually <laughs> has almost got kicked out of a few games because he, like, yells a lot and... And, and I get it from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, he's actually almost got kicked out a few games because <laughs> he's like yelling and screaming and um, we're very passionate. But no, I haven't seen too much of like, like of what you're saying, the woke okay. movement. Is that what it's called? Well, I was just kind of curious. <laughs> or the about, Me Too movement with well, the girls or. Yeah, well, I was just kind of thinking more of like, um, you know, sports, like you're saying, like it can be brutal. People yell to get crazy. I was just wondering if you saw like a different shift in things coming, nothing like that. I haven't. I mean, you always have the parents that like cater to their kids, like extra, like if they struck out or something, you know, they're like, oh, well, they blame it on the coach. Like, oh, well, it's because of the way you were pitching or putting Mm -hmm. the ball. Like, and that's what I mean about teaching my kids. No, you struck out. Mm-hmm. okay that's what it is right. let's take it like on the chin and let's move on you know i and i've noticed that s- since having them in sports like even things that they're dealing with at school like uh Jaden wanted to be in the advid program and so he had to write like a paragraph or like a page uh of like why he wanted to be in it he didn't get in so he was kind of bummed and i thought he was gonna take it harder but he took it pretty good he's like don't worry mom is always like next year and i was like and I kind of feel like that has to do with him being in sports and Absolutely. and like losing, like see like this because he really wanted to do it and he was really like ho- he had his hopes up and he didn't get it and he took it like he took it really good. He's like, okay, don't worry, it's like next year. So I was like, well, son, like I'm very impressed with like how you're taking this, but I feel like it has to do with you know football and and wrestling and you know his Muay Thai, like all of that. I feel like has taught him you know how to yeah. deal with things like that, these life events that he runs into. That helps you too in turn, right? When you see kind of how they're handling it and stuff like that, you're like, okay, like, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I, I, it's hard, but um, yeah, they're learning a lot. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to like throw a loaded question at you. I was just kind of curious, like, if you saw, you know. No, <laughs> I, I don't, and I, and I, I don't. Well, I'd rather not say because yeah, my no, opinion. I, I, yeah, yeah. Because people get so crazy. People get it. so crazy, and yeah. they take offense to it, and um, yeah, no. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm very, uh, me personally, I'm very ignorant to a lot of things i don't really understand things so i'm more kind yeah, of like I'll, I'll, be, just... I'll be outspoken or i'll ask questions and sometimes i, I was just kind of curious if you so anyway moving on <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, that's a sensitive topic yeah, it's I, was like, that's why I, I didn't, I, I didn't I don't... mean to throw it at you like yeah no no i get it yeah. yeah no but I, I have i haven't seen it okay so much yeah, that's so good that, that's I mean, probably good yeah that's very good um so yeah let's um give you a little insight to can you just tell because i want people to know too like i guess sort of how my pops was and this was a funny Aww. story about how you met him and i just think it's funny kind of it shows a lot how i was brought up too but <laughs> you can tell that story about how you met him um at the bank so um well i don't want to say too much about right, finances ahead. okay oh no yeah you don't have to say that yeah, okay um <laughs> so i'm in the bank and they have like this guy at the window I-, I was a banker down the street actually from your house here and um they call this like call me to the because I would give the tellers overrides. So they call me over, and it's like, this guy's at the window, and he's like, complaining, <laughs> making a scene. 
So I go over and I'm like, what's going on, sir? And he's like, you guys stole money from me. And he's like going off, right? So they're like, I take him over and I take him to my office. And then like, I start like, you know, going over everything with him. Like, and he like, I don't know what it was that I said to him, but I remember him correcting me on how I pronounced uh, whatever it was he was big on like pronunciations and he would probably be sitting right here telling me like everything that i'm saying wrong but um and i was like what i was like kind of like you're are you telling me how to talk and he was like yeah he's like you need to speak like right you know if you're gonna be helping people and he's like so rude to me at this point um but we started talking and then once i kind of calmed him down and like helped him with whatever he needed help with then he like he took like a like a liking to me mm-hmm. So I remember like I was on vacation for like a week after that. And they said he came into the bank every single day asking for me like, sir, we told you she's off today. And he was like, well, I'm not, no one else can help me but her. (laughs) And he literally didn't, he needed help with something. I don't know what it was, but I was gone that whole week. So we finally came back again and we just immediately had like a bond. I don't know what it was. Like, I think I was so intrigued because he was like such an incredible person. Like what he went through, he grew up during the great depression Mm And like, he would just tell me stories of how he grew up. So we, we actually became really good friends. Um, and he, we, he would come to the bank almost like daily and we would just like talk and they would even like get mad at me. Like, Hey, they can't be having your friend come every day. And you guys are just, <laughs> cause we would be in there for hours sometimes just talking. And he was just such an amazing person. Like just his, his, what he grew up, you know, we don't understand what a, like a no. depression is. Like mm-hmm. we think, okay, we struggled. We've had rough times, but we've had nothing compared to what he like grew up like. Like I was just so intrigued. Like he told me that, uh, he had, how many brothers and sisters did he have? Shit. I don't even know. It was a lot of them. Yeah. And the mom had no money to feed them. So what she would do, she would go to the butcher and just get like bones, like, mm-hmm. um, from, you know, and she would make soup and I'd be like, okay, well, what was in the soup? He's like, nothing. It was like just the bones, bone broth. Bone broth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and you would eat that? And he was like, that's all we would eat. So that's he would get pissed at you. He would always complain about you. And I didn't know it was you at the time, but he's like, yeah, you know, my son, he wants to be eating out all the time at all these expensive places, you know? And I was like, well, where? Like, what's expensive? He's like, McDonald's, you know? And I'm like, McDonald's. <laughs> I was like, that is not expensive. He's like, we got food in the, we got food, we got beans. And he never wants to eat beans. He says he doesn't <laughs> like beans. And he would get so pissed that you would not want to eat the beans, you Wait, know? He, it wasn't like, it was like beans and rice. It was literally a tortilla and beans. And he'd be like, oh, that's plenty. And he'd want me to eat that every day for lunch. Like, Yeah, no, I know. Because I know how he lived. And I would get so upset with him because I was his banker for many years. And he had this old beat up car. And mm-hmm. I, I told him, I'm like, look, the car is not safe. It's breaking down on you. You need to go buy a new car. And he could afford it. But he was like, no, no. Mm-hmm. This car is perfect. Why would you say that something's yeah. wrong with this car? I'm like, because you just told me it broke down and you needed a mechanic to come over, you know? But um, no, it's it's crazy. And then I finally found out you guys were related. You came into the bank, right, with him? I th- no, I, th- I think he was putting you down as a beneficiary. Uh-huh. And he said, Anthony Cardoza. And I was like, well, I know an Anthony Cardoza. I was like, but it's probably not the same one because like, one I know um, is from Arcadia. I met your your dad in um, uh, Altadena. Okay. He's like, yeah, Arcadia, Fairview. I was like, oh my God, it's the same Anthony. And then we started. Then I was like, well, I'm related to Richard. Don't fuck that guy. <laughs> no, but he would always complain about you. So until finally I put two, I'm like, oh my God, what a small world. Like, yeah, and he loved Richard. So he was. He like, loved Richard because I told him um, I'm related to Richard. He's like, oh, I love that guy. And he told me all the places he took Richard. And um, we just became really good friends. And. Um, yeah, yeah, that's sort of like, like, and I think the reason too is, um, 
your family is very similar to my family. Yeah. You know, I don't have, obviously, I didn't have a lot of family. And uh, I had met Rich, I actually met Richard and um, Michael and uh, her, Cece's other cousins at a very young age. How old were you guys when you guys met? I met Richard in second grade. He doesn't want to admit this story, but what happened was we, after school, um, Richard and Nick Ruffalo, our other friend, had came up to me and they're like, hey, you're going to fight this guy. And I was like, huh? <laughs> Sounds like Richard yeah. and Nick. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were, they were double trouble, yeah. those two. And they were dictating the whole thing. Yeah. So like, you're going to fight this guy after school. And I was like, okay. So after school, I go to the field and it's Richard and Nick and this, this kid. So they go and then we start fighting. <laughs> And I'm like whooping this kid, and then um, which is super ghetto, but anyway. Because <laughs> they're young, they're a year younger than us, they're so they're younger. they're probably in second. You were in third grade, and yeah. they're are well, they probably were in first grade dictating. <laughs> so I, yeah, I was in like third grade or something like that, and then so I'm beating this kid up, and then they're like, all right, time, and then we like separated, and then they went into his corner like you need to do this, you need to do this, and I was kind of getting annoyed, and I was like, whatever. So then they sent the kid out again, and we fought another round. And then the kid kind of like was like, whatever. And I was all, you know, on one. Yeah. And Nick's like, man, you got to do this and do that. And I was like, hey, if you think you know how to fight, then let's fight. And then he was like, nah. And I, <laughs> no, Nick's not a fighter. Yeah. No. Well, I was telling him and Richard, I was like, if one of you guys thinks you know how to fight, then let's fight. And they're both like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're both like the leaders. Like, it's funny because Richard's my younger cousin, but I always felt like he was my older cousin. Like, <laughs> The first time I smoked weed, the one time I did, um, it was with him. And he was like in the fifth grade. I was like, <laughs> he's like, you never smoked weed before? I'm like, no, I was such a chicken. Yeah. Sorry, dad. I, I hope my dad doesn't listen to this. But, and I was in sixth grade at the time. I'm like, no, I never smoked weed. Like, you know, he's like, come on, man. He's like, I'm going to take you over here. Hit, you're going to hit it. And I was like, <laughs> and he would do shit like that. Like, I, he would like, he was like, I always say he's like my older cousin. Like, right. I, I feel like. He's older than Well, me. now he's like four years old, but <laughs> at the time, um, as far as petty crimes go, he was way too <laughs> So I ended up, uh, I, I forget what happened later, uh, Jason, her other cousins had met my brother or something like that, and then they brought Richard with them one day, and yeah. we were kind of the young kids, like trying to hang out with the older guys. So then we started hanging out, and then by high school, we were all like best friends. And Yeah, because I didn't meet you until freshman year. Yeah, that's like when I, because I got kicked out of my house around, I think somewhere around there, and I lived, I didn't get kicked out of my house, you know, my parents were very supportive, but it was just home issues. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I had some issue, and I ended up staying with Dora, who's um, Cece's okay. aunt, and she took took me in, no problem. Never oh, yeah, she takes question. everybody and in, everybody yeah. In. So I was there for a while, and then, you know, from there, it was just like anyone that was related to Richard, I would be... Pretty much yeah, because I always tell people I feel like we're related, but we're yeah, not, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I also feel, too, like, because uh, it's like, I hate saying, I, well, first of all, I hate saying like. I keep fucking saying like. Um, <laughs> I know. It's like a word I. It just happens. Yeah, yeah I always but, say it, too. Um, at the time, uh, or right now, sorry, to say like, oh, it's my best friend, my best friend, it's like, uh, it's sort of, I hate to sound Vin Diesel-ish, but I'm like, this is family. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true because our group, we're, we're really close mm-hmm. and we're not all family. Like, there's a lot of friends in the mix, but we are like family. Like, Christmas, yeah. we're together. Thanksgiving, we're together. New Year is like, we're just always together. So, it is really like family now. Mm-hmm. And know? I never, you know, uh, with my pops, he was a little bit older. So on all the holidays and Thanksgiving and stuff, I would always spend with your family. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it was never a second thought. No one was ever like, why is he here? Nothing like that. You know, people would get me gifts. I remember I didn't really get gifts for a couple of yeah. years. And then all of a sudden I would go and they'd be like, Secret Santa, this is Anthony's. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> no, I do have a great family that I'm yeah. really close to. And, um, uh, yeah. And we do consider you family. Like mm-hmm. I never even say, people I think, think we're related, yeah. you know, they're yeah. like, oh, your cousin Anthony. I'm like, oh yeah. You know, I just, yeah. and same thing with Nick, uh, which is one of our other good friends. Um, 
people just assume that we're related, even though he's tall and white, you know? <laughs> They're like, yeah, because I always say Josh married into my family. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't even think, I'm not trying to say, oh, it's not like, it's just how I think about it. Because yeah, because we've Josh, been mm-hmm. friends for so long and basically together every holiday. So that kind of is like what I feel like makes us family now, officially. If you're there mm-hmm. for Christmas and New Year's, all right, you're family now. Because mm-hmm. even uh, uh, this last Tuesday, I started this new gym just to kind of get a little bit better shape. Like Muay Thai, boxing? Yeah, it's a Muay Thai wrestling okay. gym kind of thing. And uh, they had a $50 for the month trial, oh, okay. which is great. So close. Yeah, it's super close. It's like right down the street. So I can go there and get a workout without driving all the way to Far, Tons. yeah. Yeah, so Far. Uh, I was there and one of the guys was like, where did you train before? I was like, oh, I trained in Boxing Works. And then he's like, oh, did you train? Or he said something. And somehow City Tongue got brought up. And I was like, oh, of yeah. Course. Yeah, and he gym. said something like... Um, Oh, do you know Josh? I was like, yeah, it's like my cousin. Like, first of all, I said it right away. Like, don't fucking say something you regret. Bad, huh? I know. <laughs> you know, but he was like, oh, okay. You know, I just let people know right away. Like, that's yeah, like my cousin. Yeah, yeah. Watch what the fuck you say. <laughs> yeah, but most people should have nice things to say about Josh. I mean, yeah. me might be like, oh, wait, hold on, you know. But Josh, I always say he's the better half of me. I'm the one that I'm like, you know. No. I, really? I don't well, know. No, that's why I said you guys are a power couple. You guys are great together. Everybody respects... Um, Josh as like sort of a, a fighter kind of tough guy also a really good friend and then CC's yeah. always that ba- you're like that supportive like you know you're the one hustling around doing all this buying the meat like you're yeah that, and as well as you go to work you have a full-time job yes I do and you're like NSA in the bank right now <laughs> I actually don't work work at the bank anymore, but I didn't want to tell you that because oh. everyone calls me the banker, the banker. I love the title, but oh. uh, yeah, I actually got a job with the city, so uh. I'm a fish out of banking, and yeah, it's kind of sad. I, I I I was in banking for over ten years, you know. Well, you so climbed the ladder like crazy. I, I know. I didn't move up quick, and then um, I did find that like the next role position that i wanted it was like male dominated you know mm. it was all men like and, I, and you I, were getting higher up. I was getting higher up and i was like grimy and i was like trying to get in with the guys and they would not let me and i'm so used to being welcomed by the guys and like you know but i could i couldn't get in and so i was like all right well i'm out you know mm. so yeah i had to hang up that title which i do miss because i met people like your grandpa like i met a lot of good people I, some of my clients are i'm still really close to i met a lot of amazing people like um and and so that's the sad part now is that i don't interact with like uh customers anymore so i do miss that and uh, i'm not in sales anymore you're such a people person too i feel like it and so i do miss that I'm like mm. damn it like but yeah um i work for the city now so it's a different chapter in my life but i don't really tell people anymore because everyone's still like everyone yeah even in fantasy football i'm the, the i don't banker. know if you noticed but now i'm ex-banker <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah no one noticed and they're like but yeah so yeah so what you know, with your experience in banking and stuff like that, what advice, if any, would you give to people as far as accounts go or anything like that? It's really hard because the hard part for people is like to not spend more than you make, mm-hmm. you know, and especially here in California, it's so expensive. Like, mm-hmm. and I noticed that people that really are doing good, it's like people that were already set up by their parents, right? you know? It's like they were already set up with some kind of like jump start, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that people that didn't get help can't because you can. You just got to save, save. Um, and that's something your dad really taught me. Actually, he was like really good at like finances and like he gave me a lot of tips on like in, like investments. We did like stocks and stuff like that together. Mm-hmm. And I was his banker at the time, but he would tell me like what he went through, you know, mm-hmm. and I was a new banker at the time. So he gave me a lot of tips and like guides on like what to do, how to save. Um, but yeah, and credit credit is so, so important. important. Like 
I'm like, dad, I give him like the side. I'm like, why did you never talk to me about credit? You know, when I was young, got all these credit cards. I was like, cool. Like, let's just charge everything up. You know, I'm like, oh shit, now I have to pay them all back. You know? So, um, especially when I meet a lot of young people at the time, um, I, my last banking job was in downtown LA. So I met a lot of kids from USC and like the ones that were from like East LA that were going there, I would be like, look, take care of your credit. Like, I can't stress it enough. Mm-hmm. Like, just even if you pay the minimum balance just pay it but don't like be late on your credit you know and try to save even if it's just like 30 40 bucks put away whatever you can and just forget about that account like you know so i do miss like helping people because there was like some people that literally would come to me like hey i want to buy this can i like ask me i'm like well it's your money you know but they trusted me so much and you know i always try to be honest because sales is very grimy like you could do some shady shit you know Mm -hmm. and i couldn't do it like i just didn't have the heart to do it like i I couldn't sleep at night like i would always look at the person like what if this was my uncle and my aunt like and i was doing some shady shit because i knew a lot of bankers that did you know and it always caught up with them Mm. a a lot of them are fired now you know Mm -hmm. it's so and i always felt like I could sleep at night, you know, peacefully. Mm-hmm. And I always did good because I had a lot of clients. People would refer a lot of people to me. So, and that's why I did so, like, did so good just, you know. But there was a point where I couldn't peek into, like, the high net worth, and then you know. on to the next, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was it was tough. I really tried to get in it. But it was, like, they wanted people that went to, like, Ivy League schools. Like, these kids went to Columbia. Went to, and I'm like, hey, um graduated 12th grade went to uh, college (laughs) for two years dropped out but i knew my shit you know but uh yeah there's just some there was just a block there so it's like all right it's my time now well it's like the military when you go and you work your way from you know when you when you start off your e123 which is like foot soldier kind of thing yeah i'm like what's that yeah you work your way up through the ranks and you get like to be like a supervisor and then a boss and then a manager and people that have that Ivy League education, they come in as officers off the bat and they're right. in charge of everybody. But they don't know how the lowest guy feels or what he goes through to right. the, the whole ranks and how things are done. So it's just like, well, why isn't this like that? Yeah. It's just like a typical boss. Right. Well, you don't know what the fuck goes into this little thing you're asking to do. It's not just as simple as closing the door. It's like, no, now we have to order this and do this and do this. Right, and right, just, right. They don't understand that concept. It's they like, don't. They end up fucking up a lot of things. Like yeah, that. they do. Yeah. And that's a hard part because, okay, is it fair that he started way above me? Well, yeah, he busted his ass in college, you know, in a way. In a way. <laughs> yeah, it's true. In a right? Way. But I'm like, well, I was busting my ass working, you know, and I worked my way up and I got this like, pro- but I just, I would, especially like working in downtown, I, I just like really loved it out there because it's like, I met so many cool people. I met people that worked for like the Kings, LA Kings. Mm-hmm. I met people that worked for like some of the new hotels out there. Some of the greatest people. And so some of the bankers, like the, these kids that graduated from like Ivy League schools, they would come to me and like, hey, like how can I get this client? Because like you said, they didn't know what it was to like deal with, I feel like personalities and right. like, you know, mm-hmm. and, and have that, they were just kind of cold hearted, like, you know, mm-hmm. so it kind of like helped a lot of them and I'm, and I'm so close to a lot of them, but I do miss it. I do miss it. Yeah, that real world experience is, is so important. You know, like you said, having kids at a young age and just having that. And then it makes you such a relatable person because you're like, oh, this, this chick knows what's going on. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I was young and I remember I was like trying to sell mortgages and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a mortgage on my own at the time. And I'm like, come on, man. This rate's really good. They're like, what the fuck? You're 12 years old. <laughs> like, you know, like what? Are you... And I was talking about retirement and stocks and bonds, right. having no clue. Mm-hmm. But I was so good at like, faking it kind of like till I made it and I and I, 
eventually I started studying and like doing a lot. Of, and I'm telling you, your dad was a big help in that. He helped me a lot. And mm-hmm. that's why we would sit in there in hours and be like, all right, stocks, bonds, like, you know, basically accounting 101, like mm-hmm. that you would learn in college. It's like <laughs> I learned from your dad. Um, Cause he had, he was like a lot older and he'd been experienced in, in that. And he did lose a lot of money in the stock market. So mm-hmm. he, he was very like cautious and kind of taught me like, look, you want him. It's like gambling really. Mm-hmm. You, put money in and you could be gone the next day mm-hmm. so yeah and towards i think i tried to take a lot of uh his his leads on things like towards the end he drove a beater car he had his little uh house in the back which is just and he had his tv and he liked to watch his fights and his football and he liked to spend time with you know me or you or just people that were close to him right and that's what really mattered at the end to him because i was like you know why don't we just do this and, and sell that and we'll just get you a nice car and we could do this and like, nah, i don't want it he wanted no. a little bed. Like he was like, "This is all I need." Well, again, because he grew up in the Great Depression, right. so they he never got out of that. He still lived like he was in the Great Depression, right. mm-hmm. and I would get so mad at him. I'm like, "Get a steak dinner, like yeah. get, treat yourself, because you're gonna go one day. You're not gonna go with the money that you have saved." You know, he's like, "No, I don't need that. I don't like that." And <laughs> but he liked to help people. Like that's what he enjoyed. Like. Mm-hmm. We're so caught up in material things, right? Like, right. like, oh, what kind of car do you drive? What kind of vacations are you going? He, his joy was helping people because I remember he would come to the bank a lot with random people. And at first I kind of got worried, like, hey, are they taking advantage of you? Mm-hmm. But no, he would hire people for random things around the house and like to pay them, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I see. Like, you don't really need that, but you just, you're trying to help them, you know? Well, he liked to be a collector of people. and They weren't always the best people. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's why I'd be like, hey, are they robbing you? Like, you yeah. know, but he's like, no, I'm going to give him 40 bucks. He, he just lost his job. You know, he needs help. So I'm going to have him do some stuff around the house and I'm going to give him like 40 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever it was back then, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, he just, he liked to help people, you like, know? Like, he had this one fucking guy, Gil. And Gil was like, is Gil the, the one that didn't have teeth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it. Yeah. He was like a crackhead or something like that. And um, he lived in the back. And this is when nothing was in the back. It was just dirt and some little kind of like crazy room. But Gil was homeless pretty much. So he let him stay back there and he would do errands for him. And Gil was always naked for some reason. <laughs> and so when I moved in, I was, I'd go in the backyard and Gil would be naked. Like, hey, Anthony. I was smoking a cigarette. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, Pops, like, this is naked. He's like, oh, Gil just likes to be naked. Like, it was all casual. I know. I was like, no. And then he, he, ended, up the getting, he ended up getting sick because he had emphysema. And he was pretty much dying in the back. And my Pops let him put the, let them put, like, the hospice bed in the, his room. So oh when I talked God. to my Pops, this, this guy sitting across from me dying of emphysema <laughs> with, like, some nurse swabbing his back. And I told Richard, uh, your cousin, I was like, I was like, you want to keep smoking? I was like, go in that room. That's, like, close to when I stopped smoking. And he went in the room and he was like, oh, that's terrifying. I'm like, that's what wow. he's dying from, you know. Oh, smoking cigarettes? Yeah. Oh, wow. So he ended up, before he passed, they took him to the hospital and he died. And then his family, who had pretty much abandoned him because he was a junkie. And, right, right. And like, probably, disowned him. Yeah. That's what I felt. I felt like he helped the people that had, like, nobody. Yeah. Like, no family, no friends. No one give the shit if they're alive or dead. Yeah. He, like, had a lot of empathy for them and made him feel, like, you know, good. And yeah, he's helped, yeah. So that's what brought him joy so i'm like all right i gave up on forcing him to try to like buy a new car and go have <laughs> yeah. a nice dinner i was like you know what that's not what makes that makes me happy like going and having a nice dinner but that's not what makes him happy so was, he did teach me a lot like i realized like damn what is important in life like right. you know mm-hmm. so and then it was crazy too because that guy's family they came uh, his kids he had four kids 
Oh totally wow! Nobody cared about kids. him. Well, wow. I guess they just given up on him. Yeah, I mean a, it is hard. I mm-hmm. I hate to judge people like that because right. you know you don't know what they go what they went through with him. But well, I was there. I was pretty much at that. I mean, I didn't lose any teeth. And one thing about being at rock bottom, I learned about myself is I never dated anyone shady. I never did anything super scandalous where I was no. like, Fuck, you know. But he might have or whatever the case was. But his kids had came down and they looked totally normal. They were wow. like in the thirties, you know, very professional, like beautiful looking people. And they're like, thank you. For, they were telling him, like, thank you so much for taking care of our dad. And we really wow. appreciate it. And, like, and I came out like, who the fuck are these people? And I thought they were trying to take the house or something. <laughs> 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 and they, uh, they were like, oh, thank you so much. Like, we, we heard a lot about you. And I was just like, oh. Wow. Man. See, like, his last moments, he was happy, you know? Because yeah. he felt like somebody cared about him, you know? Yeah. And it was your, yeah, you so... know, your dad. I keep referring to your dad. I know he's your grandpa. But yeah, yeah. he always treated you like you were his son, you know? Yeah. Called him Pops and Except when you get mad at me, like, I'm not your fucking father. <laughs> I know, you would get mad at me too sometimes. Like, if I wouldn't agree with them, he'd get all pissed off. He's like, oh, you know, I'm out of here. I'm like, hey, I'm just like. <laughs> Enough of this shit. Yeah, and then he'd be back the next day. I'm like, That's I need to be back, you know. But we, we it's funny because we're like opposite ends of the world. Like, meaning like, you know, like age-wise, we were like completely yeah. different. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy that we we connected so deeply right. and we were so close, you know? That's how I get along with old people so well too. Like, uh, I, your, uh, uh, grandpa. He oh, was my a, grandpa Gus. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, I would talk to him about like the military and he taught, he sounded just like my pops. You really? know? So I would shoot the shit with them. And when I got out of the Navy, he's like, ah, oh, there you go. He's like, why don't you take this one with you? And I was like, Richard's not doing shit. <laughs> he's not going to the military. And, uh, Cause you know, he, he's one that will probably end up being like the top, top. Cause he's so good at like, yeah, a, yeah. at uh, <laughs> manipulating people. Like, listen here. Okay. I'm the sergeant. Now you're like, okay. <laughs> Nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so thank you for telling that. I appreciate it. Oh, uh, I think we're about an hour and ten minutes, so it's the longest podcast I've ever done. Oh, God, I talk a lot. That's why. No, we had a lot to talk about. I still feel like we could keep going, but I guess we should call it at that. Okay. Do you have any shout outs or something you want to do? <laughs> Just to Josh. Sorry if I, I hope I didn't make you look bad or tell people you got fired. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> we're going to have, uh, eventually I'm going to get him on. Uh, I felt so bad I couldn't make it to the fight in January, but... What fight? Oh, in Vegas. Yeah. yeah Where Vegas. were you? I meant uh, to well, text I had to you about that. The, the doctors were hitting me up like left and right. They basically told, pulled me out of training for eight weeks to do some tests because they found some things with my blood work. Wow. Like... Uh, just they couldn't really figure out what was going on, so... That's scary. Yeah. Josh had some trouble with that. Yeah. He was... His insides were like... Going... He was... I honestly thought he was like dying on me before mm-hmm. this last fight. He... I don't know. We still don't know what the cause of it was. And I think it might have been like he takes a lot of supplements, mm-hmm. but he took like these new supplements, whatever. And he like was sick as a dog. And I honestly thought he was dying. I don't even know how he fought. I don't know how he fought. I either. don't know I how was so worried. he fought. Like mm-hmm. I was like going crazy. Like what is going on with you? You're not fighting. And he felt so bad because the guy that he fought, they got like a work visa for him to come out here. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if they get an international fighter to come out, you have to get a work visa. It's not a regular, like, visiting visa. He's like, I feel so bad. He didn't want to back out. But, yeah, he was sick as a dog. So. I mean, he had the he had the bone issue, which is, like, worse than staph. What did he have? It was. Is it cellulitis, I think? Yeah, cellulitis, uh-huh. where his bone was getting deteriorated. And then he had some gut problems. They had him on antibiotics for, like, six weeks Almost or something. Almost the whole camp. Yeah, that's insane. It was the insane. worst camp yeah. ever. Because antibiotics, I don't know how they affect Do they affect you? How do they affect um, you? I don't, I don't remember when's the last time. I have a really good immune system, to be mm. honest. I am, like, rarely sick. Um, Josh, too. Josh has a pretty good immune system, too. But um, he doesn't have a gallbladder, which I don't know if that affects, like, because he's old. Like, if he eats something, like, bad or, like, any kind of is, fried right? food, he's very sensitive. Like, 
he immediately gets sick. So yeah, I could. It's so weird for me because like I could take. Uh, she'll take. I, I, she's like, you could take drugs. Like, you could take this and vitamin. <laughs> da, da, da. The second I take antibiotics, I'm sick. I can't move. Are I you sleep serious? All day. Yeah, they knocked me on my ass. So wow. Because I can't take anything. Anything. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Like, because I guess because I don't take anything. Like, I'll have a headache and I'm like, oh, give me one Advil. My girlfriend's like trying to give me sick. She's like, She's like, yeah. I, what? I take six. I'm so like, you want to sniff these three? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, that's not gonna do nothing. But I literally will just take one, and I'm like, good. I'm like, right. But no, and I haven't taken antibiotics in a while. But I hope. Did everything come out okay? Oh yeah, I, I did a, a sonogram, uh, ultrasound. I did an ultrasound. Oh, you did tell me you were pregnant. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> that's funny because I was in there and, and I was making jokes. I was like. Is it a boy or a girl? And she's like, sir, it's cancer. <laughs> <gasps> it's cancer? No, no. I oh, was, my God. I was, Why would you no, no. say that? I was doing like both of the voices. Oh, okay. And she just looked at me like, what the fuck is you wrong? You sick. <laughs> I was like, cancer. So you're saying it's a girl? <laughs> oh, my God. Because cancer definitely would be a girl. You're like. <laughs> Some scorned woman. Oh, I mean, no, no, I, I was just kidding. joking. And she was like, oh, but no, they just want to make sure, I guess. That's um, good. Just running tests. I mean, I have a history of alcoholism and drug abuse, so. <laughs> You know, anything I have. So that really does damage you. <laughs> yeah. My uh, spleen was all fucked up. My kidneys. My. Uh... How long would you say? Somebody was asking me how long you were drinking for. And I was like, well, I remember since like freshman year when I met you, you were already like partying, drinking. Like, but we all were. So I didn't think anything of it. You know, I think a big part was I've always been allergic to alcohol. Because mm-hmm, you so get red. I get red. Right. Rashing. But I thought because you're Indian. That's right. Not thought. that that. Uh-huh. has anything to do but i know some of my asian friends that drink they immediately get red so i thought that yeah was no I, like... I thought it was that too but i also started noticing like now not drinking as i think i got way worse hangovers than most people because most people would eat in the morning and feel better i wouldn't eat and i just i couldn't eat and just you know so when i started when my pops died that's when i started using coke okay and taking pills and then i was drinking so for two three years i was pretty much just in a haze and i got to the point where i wouldn't eat for like, you know, five, six days at a time. Oh and I would do blow and I would drink Jägermeister and Rockstars. And my body just shut down after that. Wow. And then when I tried to go back to drinking, like when I started uh, getting sober and stuff like that, it was just my body had taken so much damage that it wasn't having it, you know? Yeah. And now, uh, just, I think they said that they I might have got the flu. It was so crazy to me how none of them knew what the fuck was wrong with me. They're just like, it could be this, maybe it's that. The coronavirus, possibly. Yeah. Well, I'm fine now, but like, I, I don't know why. I was talking to uh, Kaya on the podcast, and she asked me something. And I don't know why. I just skated around it. But I was like, everybody knows I was a drug addict. Not anymore. Yeah. So I have no shame about it. But for some reason, no, I'm No, and like, I think it's important to talk about it because it's it, it was your struggle. It was yeah. your, mm-hmm. your you know, your vice. And it's it's happy to see where you've come like even coming to your house now like i remember coming over here i'd have to clean up shit i'd be like anthony are you kidding me like yeah. beer everywhere and i'd have to like clean up and now i came in it smelled good the house looks amazing like you remodeled in here and i was like i could see you've come a long way and i'm just so happy for you and thank you yeah. happy yeah, to see you yeah you're a huge part of that too like i said josh and and you um you know uh another thing too is i'm sure josh would get pissed at me but or, you know, you guys would get pissed at me. I do stupid shit all the time. But it was never, like, beating me down. It was always yeah, just, Yeah, no, like, I don't hey, think man, any like... of us ever were like, oh, fucking... You know, like... Yeah. It was more worried and, like... W- yeah. yeah, but, you know... I know you said you got really bad and crazy, but I never... I guess because we're always all crazy and, like, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> all my cousins, all my family. So I didn't really know how bad you were struggling until, like, yeah. one day you told me, like, dude, I'm not doing good. And I'm like... 
and I could see you were like serious. I'm like, fuck, like we got to help Anthony and, you know, and whatever we can do because I would hate something to have happened to you and mm. I didn't try my best. I mean, right. you know, at least do whatever I could to help you. And, yeah, and I was so caught up in my own emotions and my depression. We went through a, a hard time losing, you know. I think we all did. We were, it, it was a sad time for us, you know, because mm-hmm. he was like, fuck, there's a lot of people you could have taken right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> can you take Trump or can you take somebody? Like, right. it was just sort of like, I, I was so caught up in my own bullshit, my own emotions. I really didn't believe I was affecting other people. And then to see it, other people be like, hey, man, like, fuck, like, come with us. Like, we're not going to leave. And I was like, oh, shit, like, I'm actually affecting other people's lives. And it's not just me, like, because I'd be like, like, who cares what happens to me? It's like, no, you're affecting other people. And that's. Well, because people care about you, yeah. you know? And that's the big thing about drug addicts is they get so self-involved and so self, you know what I mean? Like, oh, this, I'm the only thing that matters. And, and I got like that. And I, and I wish I couldn't. I, I kept trying to snap myself out of it, but I was so balls deep into it where I couldn't pull myself out of it. Like, yeah. Just, did you lose any friends? Like, during that time? Like, are there people that you don't talk to anymore because I mean, they're like, you were such an idiot and, like, an addict that I uh, don't want anything to do with you? I mean, I'm sure there's people, like, obviously I would, you know, say things or, or do things that maybe, I, I never did anything, I don't think. Which yeah, is, like I was going to say, you never robbed me, no, <laughs> you know, no, no. I'm not saying that, like, to be funny either, like, there's friends that you have that do drugs and they'll steal from you yeah. or they'll do mm-hmm. stuff like that, but I never got any of that from you, like, you never. No, I think I was just more, like, vocally, I'd be annoying to people or stuff like that, but, um, like, you know, like, Brian Popejoy, like, he kept me around, you know, there's a reason, like, I wasn't. I would try, I generally meant well-intended. I just couldn't get over my own personal shit, you know? And, um, I think, yeah, I think now I have to just keep moving forward. I try not to look back at it too much. Yeah, but yeah. I, yeah, I ended up losing friends when I got sober is when I lost a lot of friends because, you know, you have a lot of people where, whether they know it or not, that kind of latch onto you and, like, oh yeah, he needs to get help. But at the same point, I'm buying him dinner I'm taking them out. I'm buying them drugs or whatever. Like, you know, people that lived here. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah. They're yeah. just kind of along. They're like parasites, but they don't mean to be. Right, so, right, you know? right. And just in the grand scheme of things, like when I was in the hospital, they're like telling, you know, uh, you know, like my girl or whatever that, oh, you know, this and that. Like just talking shit behind my back. And, you know, as I got better and like clear headed, I started to realize it. And I started to be like, well, what the fuck are you really around for? Or then it'd be like, you're an asshole when you're sober. It's like. You see that I'm struggling medically. Wow, yeah, you should be happy. Like, hell yeah, dude, we're happy you're sober. We're happy that you're not drinking. And Mm -hmm. it was the opposite. Like, dude, you're an asshole. And you're like, why don't you just like, it was almost like pressuring me into it. To back into it. Yeah, then you're a little clearer ahead. So you're like, what the fuck is this person really doing? Yeah, what's their intention? And then also, when I first got sober, I'm like, hey, let's hang out. Let's do this. It's like, fucking nah, I'm good. You know? Wow, because they all. I think it's hard in our society, like, to, everything's revolves around drinking, like, mm-hmm. everything, like, yeah. I even go to, like, some games for my kids, and you'll see parents drinking in the parking, I'm like, dude, it's fucking a kid's sporting event, right. you know, but it, it is hard, and, and there, I noticed that, like, if, I'm like, no, nah, I'm good, I don't want to drink today, like, come on, what's wrong, is something wrong with you, yeah. like, nothing's wrong with me, like, I, I, I just don't want to drink, but our society, especially now, I think it's, it's around drinking or you know well everywhere you go there's an ad for it you're watching your favorite shows they're drinking on it you know what i mean like it's always there and it's always if you're in it it's not really a big deal because you're like what's the problem but if you're trying to avoid it it's yeah i was gonna ask you because now that you're not drinking Mm -hmm. you probably are like fuck like sporting events like everything is it hard for you to be around it not at all i think and that's one thing that 
um, like my therapist and my sponsors would tell me like, no, you can't be around people. Da, 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 da. And I was like, I have a problem. Like I generally, because the thing is too, is the people that I associated with that were just, as I was an addict, I think those people are pretty much gone. But oh, people good. like okay. you, people like Josh, like Rich, like people that I grew up with, I'm like, no, I have history with these people that dates before I was a drug addict. You know what I mean? And yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I spent, a, like with Josh, I spent so much time with him in the gym, sober. We'd go eat, we'd walk, we'd run together, we'd hang out. We'd... You guys have a sober relationship, right? Yeah, sober right? relationship. Okay. Yeah, so for me, it's it's no big deal. One thing that does get me is if someone, if I'm somewhere and they keep bringing light to it. Like, what's the matter with you? Nothing, I'm fine. Like, oh, you seem like you're this and that. And I'm like, dude, I'm fine. Like, yeah. give me some space, like do whatever. You... But a lot of times I think, and it's not saying anything bad about people that drink. Like, fucking, by all means, go for it. But I think sometimes they don't want to drink alone or be like the or only. I think they could realize that some they're doing something a little bit different. So they're kind of like, "What's your deal?" Because you're kind of like, "Whoa, what's <laughs> like, why are you jumping on that table? Like, put your clothes back on. Yeah. Like, what was this guy doing?" <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 because sometimes like I go out with my girlfriends like on a Friday night, but I have like baseball early in the morning mm-hmm. and I can't drink. But I want to go out and like you know just get out. So I have to like get a like a sprite with like a lime in it, and I can't tell them I'm not drinking because. Right. Good move. they're like come on come on come on mm-hmm. like they put pressure on you and you do kind of feel like well and my my friends are now starting to have kids but like before a long time again i had kids early so they were like had no kids so mm-hmm. i like wanted to fit in with them but i'm like shit i got baseball at night in the morning you know so i would have to like just order a sprite with like a like a lime in it just so they would think calm down. Yeah. and then they were like off my back you know mm-hmm. so. yeah yesterday i went to the the fights and i was with three people and they were drinking and they were taking stuff or whatever I was like, okay, I just got a soda because it makes me feel better too. And then other people are like, well, what are you drinking? And I'm just like, oh, you know, just so people kind of back yeah, off. Yeah, if you have it. something in your hand, I noticed right. they're cool. Yeah. It's just like you, ha- you can't have a water bottle either because they're like, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, so that's like a good trick to just. Yeah, but I think for the most part, it's people that know me and they see how I, like, I'm, I think I'm the same person. You're the total same. Yeah. Yeah. I, like little smart ass comments. <laughs> yeah, little, like, you know. It's not as loud or blurty, but. Right. And I feel like sometimes you feel like you had to be like the life of the party yeah. or like do uh-huh. everything. Like everyone expects this from me. Like I have to mm. be the loud one. I have to be the crazy one. This is what my friends expect from me. Right. And we're like, no dude, you're fine the way, yeah. you know. And you put those labels on yourself sometimes. And, and the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, I would, you know. Uh, hit on somebody in front of the whole party or something like that to be like to make that person kind of like shut me because I think it's funny or I would think that they would think it's funny you know but then when I'm sober I'm like I could care less like now I'm like I made an ass out of myself to make other people happy but I was like I don't have to do that now. no <laughs> yeah it's just be yourself and we love you yeah you know? or I let people like or we do the jackass thing like I'm gonna jump off this roof <laughs> <laughs> don't dare me it's like no one dared yeah, you Anthony dared get you. down like please get down <laughs> or I punch somebody they punch him there I'm like yeah it's on <laughs> oh my god I was just sit- talking about that like you guys would fight this fight and knock each other out I'm like what do you get like out of that like and Brett would be um, your your good friend Brett would always be the first one to like volunteer we're like Brett like <laughs> Yeah, I remember one time we were like, we're going to be in a gang. And we were like, we're going to start it. So me and Brett just beat the shit out of each other when nobody was around. Because somebody's like, there's no gangs in Arcadia. I'm like, well, Anthony and I were part of a gang. I was like, I was there for it. I love baby. Ride and die. Arcadia. Like, oh, scary. Scary neighborhood. That's funny, too, because I grew up in Lincoln Heights and I grew up in Arcadia. When I was in Arcadia. I try to be super gangster, but I was in Lincoln Heights. When Hell no, gangster. you knew better. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> hello, father. Yeah. <laughs> Praise him. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, no. That yeah. was fun. But it's crazy how we all started. As, you were pretty crazy, too, when we were kids. We were all crazy. I still am kind of crazy. Yeah, like, I, I, crazy. Yeah, I still see myself. Like, I'm like, do you need to calm down now? Like, you know, but. Uh, that's one of the things, too. But uh, Sorry to backtrack a little bit. But, yeah, when sometimes now we'll go out and you're not drinking and I'm not drinking. And it's like, oh, cool. Like, it's not the only, with our close group of friends. Yeah, I think it was hard for, for like, well, me, too, like, um to, like, slow down in the drinking, too. Because right. I started realizing that everything I did, like, was like drinking like Tuesday night everyone's gonna come over watch like a game at my house and like we were drinking and I'm like dude it's Tuesday like Thursday like you know I don't want to be drinking on these days but again like you I felt like well fuck they expect me to be like drinking and having Mm -hmm. fun with them Mm -hmm. like I have to drink I felt that pressure and then when I started like not drinking and just being around my family and my friends they were like nothing yeah yeah I think we put the pressure on ourselves and we think it's everybody else like that is wanting this from us and they're like they don't give a shit if you're drinking they're probably like more beer for me cool you know that's what yeah that's one of the things um and it was so crazy too because when I remember the doctor came in and he told like when I first went to the hospital oh my god yeah that was so scary and I was in there and and they're like if you drink again you're gonna die and I was like kind of crying because I was like I'm gonna die there's no way I'm not gonna drink I was so balls deep in like that lifestyle that was your life Mm -hmm. yeah and I just could not picture it. And then, you know, I tried to be sober for a little bit. I just get crazy anxiety. I would go out and I'd have panic attacks. And it just, it took No, because you drink after that. I remember getting yeah. a call that you were in the hospital. And I think uh, Richard called me and was like, he's going to die. Like, and he was like scared. He's like, I don't know what to do anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to get down here. And the doctor's telling him, like, if he drinks again, he's going to die. Mm-hmm. But I remember you drinking after that. Yeah, yeah I drank. I got <laughs> Like, that's when you know that, that you were, yeah. like, really sick. And that's when I told, like, fuck, okay, we got to, like, step in and, like, do whatever we can. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's a great thing about my family everybody was like all right let's all like whatever we can do to help him you know mm-hmm. but that's crazy that the doctor yeah. could give you news like that and you're still wanting to drink, yeah and you know? i did you know it wasn't like something that i was like oh, i'm just gonna go out hard but the reality was it wasn't gonna be me drinking and then i just go to sleep and don't wake up like i was in a Cause lot we lost, of fucking pain um, yeah. remember jake jake yeah lost wood. Mm-hmm. he had cirrhosis of the liver i think yeah his right? got inflamed and then um he just yeah but it's painful your you know? podcast people are probably like, who are you interviewing that we have? Like, all these, like, I was poor as dirt growing, you know, yeah, <laughs> I had one car. I think it's, yeah, hopefully, I mean, they get to this, like, far in the conversation because it's super important that I think they get to know you, they get to know me. And it's like almost those flaws and the things that we did, like how you're like, I was like this and I'm like, I was like that. But it shows how we are now. Yeah, I, think I know. Both... It's so crazy where we, where we are now in our lives, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's, I think people's level of crazy... Like, oh, I used to drink daiquiris at my mom's, you know, birthday party. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, you know, our little cousin was giving us drugs. At <laughs> I know. So it's it's cool just to let people kind of see where, like, the extremes of it. Because I think we're both kind of extreme cases. Like, yeah. The upbringing and stuff. But how, right. we, yeah, how yeah, far yeah. we came from that point is so, you know, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, and I actually feel like I have more fun now. Like, yeah. you yeah. know? Like, we go to uh, basketball games or, like, football games. And I remember going to a lot of, like, football and sporting events. And I don't remember, remember anything, anything about the game. Nope. I was mm-hmm. like, wait, well, who won? You know, because I was, like, drinking so much. But now I'm, like, going, I'm like, dude, it's such a great game. Like, you know, and I can remember all the highlights of the game. So it's like, man, I missed out on so much, Wait, you know. Like, Let's go out and get some chicks. And then you're out at a bar. And, you know, it's just, like, the kind of people that you get. <laughs> you wake just, up with two girls and I'm like, Anthony. <laughs> are you sure that one's a girl? I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's like, you never know. You don't remember things, you conversation. And you know what was embarrassing too is like, I would have a deep conversation with somebody 
and maybe the next time I saw him, I'd go back. Oh, da, 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 da. yeah, you, you told me that. And I'm like embarrassed. Fuck. Like, like Anthony, I poured my heart out to you. you yeah. Know? Or, and they're like, just, shit. And at know? the time, I was trying to be, I was obviously engaged, but just you're, you're drunk, so your brain yeah. forgets it. And then it's, they kind of devalues their pouring out to you or opening up to you. Yeah, like what an ass. You didn't yeah. even like and, remember. Yeah, and the reason I started podcasting was because I enjoy conversations like this, getting to know people. And also it kind of leaves like a little bit of a, uh, you know, if something happened to me, I could like, go check out my podcast. Yeah. at my funeral. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, like, it's a good uh, little something to kind of put your thoughts down on. Yeah. And hopefully I can go back and be like, from five years from now, be smarter than I am today. Right, yeah. Because even will be even better, Jim. Yeah. So, well, thank you for coming on, Cece. Thank you. I was so nervous. Yeah. No, you did so good. Uh, I really enjoyed this one because it's very personal to me. And it was, we're at an hour and a half, so that's awesome. That's a long time. <laughs> yeah. You know, I probably won't get through it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll listen to the first 20 minutes. <laughs> no, no, it gets good. Yeah, it gets good. Hopefully they're at this point. But, um, all right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks uh, we'll for having ch- me. Yeah. And we'll check you guys next time. Take care. Peace out. Bye.